The G20 summit then is uh, getting underway in Bali in Indonesia. Rishi Sunak is out there. Joe Biden, the US president, is also there. And he has had a meeting with the Chinese president, Xi Jinping. Uh, They've been discussing the war in Ukraine, among other things. Let's bring in LBC's US correspondent, Simon Marks. Um, It sounds like uh, the meeting went fairly okay, certainly from what we've been hearing from Biden. Yeah, I think that's right, John. I mean, one meeting, of course, was never, ever going to resolve all of the issues that bedevil the U.S. relationship with China. And uh, senior administration officials here were very clear about that even before it began. But Joe Biden uh, is, as he reminds us repeatedly, the foreign leader who has spent more time with Xi Jinping than any other. Around 80 hours uh, they've spent together, even before the three uh, that they embarked upon uh, today because of course when Joe Biden was vice president uh, Xi Jinping was a uh, prominent regional uh, leader uh, in China and the two of them interacted extensively then. Today's meeting in Bali on the fringes of that G20 meeting that gets underway tomorrow uh, was the first time that they have met face to face as presidents although they've had five uh, separate uh, conversations virtually uh, since Joe Biden arrived in the White House. So there are some concrete deliverables Uh, arising out of this meeting that took place today. And one of them is that the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, will soon be dispatched to China to continue the dialogue that took place today, described by both uh, sides as open and candid dialogue that President Biden at one point referred to today as uh, very blunt. He says he did not hold back uh, from discussing thorny issues in the relationship, including uh, Ukraine and what the United States uh, views as China's support of Moscow uh, in the Ukraine conflict. Uh, Taiwan, of course, human rights, the treatment of Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang uh, and other human rights issues uh, in China uh, and uh, the panoply of issues that have bedeviled the relationship on Ukraine. uh, The US side in its readout said that the two presidents reaffirmed their belief that a new nuclear war should never be fought and can never be won and they specifically agreed that there should be no nuclear threats emanating from the Ukraine conflict. Now on the face of it uh, that's a win for the United States because it's Joe Biden driving a very small wedge in place between President Xi Jinping and President Vladimir Putin. We learnt subsequently that the CIA director William Burns was in a Turkey today meeting his Russian counterpart and delivering uh, another warning to the Russians about the consequences of any use of tactical nuclear weapons uh, in the Ukraine uh, battle theatre or anywhere else for that matter. So a bit of a pincer movement underway by the Biden administration, uh, partly in that conversation with Xi Jinping in Bali and partly uh, in those conversations in Turkey with the Biden administration seeking to amp the pressure up on Russian President Vladimir Putin, worth just noting parenthetically that uh, the Russian president is not at the G20 summit. He skipped it. Uh, Although Emmanuel Macron, the French president, says that he will be engaging in dialogue with Vladimir Putin once the G20 meeting is over, with French officials saying those uh, lines of communication remain open and that those two leaders will continue uh, to speak with one another. On other issues, President Biden said uh, the 
that he doesn't think that the relationship with China necessarily has to become another Cold War. He says that he and Xi Jinping were very direct and clear with one another, understood each other entirely, and that President Biden came away from the meeting uh, of the view that there is no imminent threat of any kind of Chinese military action uh, against Taiwan. Remember, the the Chinese have recoiled uh, from uh, President Biden's public claims that in the event uh, of a Chinese invasion of Taiwan, the United States will come to Taiwan's aid with military assistance. Now, President Biden insisted today that America's uh, advocacy of a one-China policy uh, has not changed and that the United States still opposes any unilateral change of the status quo in Taiwan. Uh, That's become harder, really, to believe, given the hardening of attitudes that we've seen, particularly on Capitol Hill, towards Taiwan and the very controversial visit to the Taiwanese capital, Taipei, by the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi just a few uh, weeks ago, which really irritated the Chinese and led to a certain, certainly heightened uh, rhetorical back and forth between Beijing and Washington over America's intentions in the event that Taiwan comes under attack. But President Biden seeking to damp that down today, saying that he doesn't believe uh, that any kind of nuclear, uh, any kind of military action rather uh, is imminent and that therefore uh, he doesn't think that confrontation on that issue or on many others is inevitable between the US and Beijing. But it's clearly now going to fall to lower level officials, Secretary of State Antony Blinken and other cabinet members to engage with their opposite numbers in China after this three hour meeting uh, today in Bali. One important note, the US and China agreed to resume climate change discussions and negotiations between them that had been suspended some months ago. That's important on its merits, but it's also important because when President Biden talks about working with the Chinese where their strategic interests align, he always immediately points to climate change as being one area where they can make some headway. Well, they've not made much headway in recent weeks, but now it seems that those conversations are going to begin again. Let's uh, focus in on what's happening domestically in the United States. Um, It does look like there might be a bit of uh, conflict brewing within the Republican Party following the midterms. Uh, yes, there's very much a conflict brewing within the Republican Party after the midterms because, of course, those midterm elections did not deliver uh, the uh, much-vaunted red wave of Republican support that former President Donald Trump and others uh, were promising. Uh, as you know, over the weekend, the Democrats learned that they had recaptured the Senate. That, by the way, was a big fillip for President Biden as he headed into that meeting with Xi Jinping today because, remember, it was only a few weeks ago that President Xi won an unprecedented third term in office. And so the American leader, I think, was pleased to be able to go into that meeting with a sense uh, that the voters had at least uh, delivered the Senate back into his hands. We still don't know the outcome in the House of Representatives. They are, unbelievably, still counting the votes in some parts of the West, uh, although it does look likely that the Republicans will enjoy a wafer-thin majority uh, in the House of Representatives by the time that process is over. So the recriminations beginning within the Republican Party... 
there is uh, a bit of a uh, uh, rear guard uh, effort underway on Capitol Hill to try and unseat Mitch McConnell as the Republican leader uh, in the Senate. I think the smart money still thinks Mitch McConnell will win that tussle, but it is redolent of uh, internal um, internecine warfare taking place between uh, those Republicans who argue that it was uh, Trump-backed candidates expressing more extremist viewpoints that did the Republicans in in this election cycle. And those Republicans like Donald Trump who say, well, no, it was the fault of moderates like Mitch McConnell for rejecting Donald Trump's entirely false claims about election fraud that showed the voters that the Republicans were divided and that did the Republican Party in. Now, all of this is taking place on the eve of Donald Trump's quote-unquote big announcement tomorrow night in Mar-a-Lago, 9 p.m. local time. That's 2 o'clock in the morning uh, on Wednesday uh, in the UK, where Donald Trump, we still think, is going to become the first candidate officially to announce that he is running for the presidency in 2024, a move that seems absolutely determined uh, to try and lay down a marker. It's kind of like a wolf marking his terrain in the uh, Republican stakes. Uh, His advisers tried but failed over the weekend to talk him out of making that announcement. They wanted him to wait uh, and read the room a little bit better uh, as all the other potential candidates sift through the trove of data that everybody now has about voter sentiment across the country. But Donald Trump also wants to get out in front of uh, not just other Republicans, but potentially also the Department of Justice. Because remember, Attorney General Merrick Garland may be poised uh, criminally to indict Donald Trump in connection with the January the 6th riots on Capitol Hill last year uh, that he fermented in that speech on Pennsylvania Avenue. There's also a bit more complicating news for Donald Trump today. And it comes uh, from his former... White House Chief of Staff uh, General John Kelly, a man who I think it is important always to note, never hesitated to lie relentlessly uh, on behalf of the president when he was serving him. Now, uh, in written answers to questions posed by the New York Times, General Kelly is alleging that Trump wanted the Department of Justice and the Internal Revenue Service to investigate a whole uh, slew of figures uh, Uh, who were viewed by the president at the time as being his opponents. They include Hillary Clinton, Jeff Bezos, uh, the former uh, director of the FBI, Jim Comey, and others. Uh, And that John Kelly is saying that he had to push back and tell the former president, while they were both in the White House, that he certainly didn't have uh, the power in America's governing system to order uh, any kind of Department of Justice investigations into the those figures. So that is a fresh uh, avenue of investigation, uh, potentially, for prosecutors. Although, as I say, one does, in the case of General Kelly, have to consider uh, the source. He was not always uh, entirely truthful when he was working for Donald Trump at the White House, and so one has to wonder uh, what motivation he may have for making these allegations now. Simon Marks in Washington, LBC's US correspondent. Thank you very much. And we look forward to seeing exactly what Donald Trump has to say in the early hours of Wednesday morning. 5.56 Monday evening in the UK.